Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a set of scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a set of scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a set of scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 381 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, always, I'm Tyler. Joining me by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh god, Tyler, man, I am doing good. What's kind of hilarious is I was wearing my freaking t-shirt that said Man, Myth, and Legend. And I as saw I was that. walking out, out of Walmart, the greeter that looks at my shirt is like, Are you truly the man, the myth, and the legend? And I looked at him and was like, you damn right I am. <laughs> and I walked out and he just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's like that um, gif from uh, fucking Breaking Bad where he's like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> he's like say my name and he says he's like and he says are you are you hiding right he's like you're goddamn right that's that's exactly <laughs> what I just pictured in my head I wish you're just wearing like the fedora though with it and that's oh awesome oh my god oh my god yeah that was a moment right there I was with my mom and stuff while we were going in getting some groceries and shit and stuff and it's like oh Gabe you're so yeah you're funny I'm like well well, I can't help but people comment on my shirts. Because, yes. you know, I'm a big enough dude to wear the entire four-way, like, the, the from uh, my chest and everything else, is very wide, very broad and stuff. And as a result, you know, it's like a lot of the shirts just, like, pop. Like, just really yeah. just pop. Like, whatever type of words, whatever type of things. I could just I could just have, like, a big old, like, logo or something like that, and people would notice, would notice it and stuff yeah. and just put pay their two cents. Yeah. Well, that and you, you, be, you bedazzle the ass of all your jeans that you wear. <laughs> bedazzle the Oh, God, that would be really fucking awkward. That would be really fucking awkward, dude. It's like all of a sudden it's like you just have random dudes or something like that or people just staring at you and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you just look back as people staring down below. It's like, hey, hey, my eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah, that's just a piece of meat. Just because I'm a man, a myth, and a legend doesn't mean you can just look at me like that, okay? Man, do you know how fucking awkward that would be and stuff like that, where it's like you have a pair of pants and all of a sudden you just have this middle like of rhinestones or this middle like portions of beads or something that's like right in that side of that, that fucking portion of the ass. Yeah, it'd be, it seems very uncomfortable to sit on. Like if you slide a little bit, does it like rip them, you know? And do the beads come oh off? Does it rip the whole jean with it, you know? That's like... <laughs> I wouldn't rip the beads off. I think it would be highly uncomfortable, you know? It's like, well... Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't seem like a very fun thing to sit on for a very long period of time. Nah. But there have been a couple of things that have been happening alongside my life. Like, for example, one of my old co-workers used to work with, she was doing a clean, a spring cleaning or summer cleaning, as you call it, through her home. And she found a whole bunch of music and games and stuff. And she sends me a message, like, uh, during the past week. Hey, Gabe, do you want to go through and, like... Uh, you want you want some of this stuff right here, you know? It's like, I know you're interested in this thing. Like, yeah, sure. And she brings she brought about my work. 
the beautiful thing about my work is like I can actually go through product, go through things and stuff, donate stuff if I don't want it or whatever. But uh, I acquired a whole bunch of old PlayStation games. I got a duplicate. I have a duplicate of Final Fantasy VIII. So now I have like two copies of the Greatest Hits version of uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Not too sure what I'm going to do with the extra, but at the same time, you know, it's like you never know when you're going to need an extra copy of something. That's true. true. But, but on top of that, it's like I got... It was kind of hilarious. I got all these Madden games, right? From Madden 2000 all the way to 2004. So a lot of those games I've played before. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm laughing about it because a lot of those games I've played on Nintendo consoles, say like the N64 and the GameCube... And now I got the PS2 copies of them. I'm like, well, well, I can play them on there now. <laughs> it's nice. definitely going to be a fun trip down memory lane. But uh, I feel that the biggest and the most substantial game that I got out of that entire package and stuff was ESPN NFL 2K5. I loved that game when it first released. That whole shtick between 2K games and Electronic Arts, Madden, and, like, NFL 2K and stuff. For the 2005 version and stuff, like, for Madden, you have the cover of Ray Lewis and stuff, 2005, all this other stuff, but uh, the whole story around this whole version of uh, ESPN 2K is, like, this game was released at $20 brand new. It was a cost-cutting... It was, like, a pretty much a competitive move by 2K in order to outsell... Madden 90, Man in 2005 for that year. <laughs> but uh, ever since that, EA had a, EA just went through and just bought, got that exclusive licensing and stuff until, well, this year where they renewed it again. And I'm like, mm. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But like I was saying and stuff, I'm very happy that I got this, I got ESPN 2K5 again. I mean, I'm very happy about it. I had a blast playing that game because it had so much stuff you can go and customize. You can do multiple seasons. You can do this and that. Plus, it was easy to play, and it looked fairly impressive. It was a late PS2 game, but yet it was a lot of fun. And the game touted online features back in the day. I never touched them, of course, because I didn't have a network adapter and a, a, a masochistic sense of uh, playing against other sports fans. But... <laughs> That game is going for like close to twenty to maybe like forty dollars used, roughly. I want to say it's very hard to come by now. Yeah, I remember like when I used to. I worked at a game store from like two thousand six to two thousand eight, and that was like always like because you know I worked there right towards the end of the that generation, right when the Wii and the three sixty and uh, uh, PS three came out, and that still was always like really popular. Like we always. Like would like sell out of like the of the of the uh the like the copies that we had, and um like even like the used cop because it was like it was kind of like a GameStop basically, but it was like even the used copies like we would never like drop the price of them because like they would still sell incredibly well for like PS2 games, but uh, I mean there there is good news now with like 2K got that deal earlier this year where they they're gonna start making NFL games but they can't make simulation style. So right. who knows what they're gonna they're gonna bring out? So that like we won't get a Madden esque game from them. But Man, we'll let me tell a... you. Go ahead. Let me Sorry. tell you. I'm just I'm just looking at a bunch of listings here on eBay, 
And you see anywhere between, like, say, there's, like, $12 and stuff for, like, the Xbox version. Some of the PlayStation versions are between, like, say, 10 to, like, uh, $12.99 or close to about 20 Some people have... Oh, this is new, actually. They're selling new for the original cost of the thing. Originally, <laughs> that's kind of funny. But uh, it may be a little bit lower than what I thought, but at the same time, people still want this game. They absolutely still want to play this game. It's in demand still. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um. Oh, like the the I was gonna say the, the some like people always forget about was they had that badass all pro football game. I think it was like two thousand eight. I think it was like all pro football two K eight or something like that. They did. Right. Where it's like they couldn't have any of like the you know NFL teams, but they like actually like went to individual like former NFL like really good NFL and like college players. And got them, got a bunch of them, like two hundred of them, into uh into the game, and like you can just make teams like you can pick, like you have Reggie White, uh, uh, Randall Cunningham, and all like uh-huh. you know Jerry Rice was in the game. That game was nice. awesome. But the only downside of it was like you didn't have like a, a franchise mode. You can only do seasons or uh, we did. I remember like we did an online uh, season with me, like a bunch of friends, and like that was incredibly fun. Wow. I wish we got another one of those. But go on, I'm but sorry. Any, but anyway, that's pretty much what's been happening to me. What's going on with you, Tyler? Um, I'm not too too crazy. I you know I did have a trip to Taco Bell on Friday. That oh. was pretty. Exciting. I've been there in like two years. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you haven't been to Taco was, Bell in two years? <laughs> yeah, incredibly. Like I was just like, because it's like I was I was kind of half-ass jokingly say like, like when someone says Taco Bell, I'm like, I got to plan the next forty-eight hours around my, of my life when I eat Taco Bell, it's like, I gotta be within a bathroom, uh, like within a hundred feet of the bathroom at all times for the next two days. Like it's just, as I get older, you know, you gotta poop more and things don't sit as well as they used to. And, um, like, what I was funny, I was talking to a coworker cause like, we take turns like getting lunch and stuff. And it was my day. I was like, all right, well, I'll go get Taco Bell. I was like, like, what do you want? He's like, oh, well, I don't know. They, they got rid of like a bunch of stuff on the menu. I'm like, yeah, I heard about that. It's like, I'm like, like what would they get rid of? He's like, uh, anything with potatoes in it. I did like this audible, like gasp. Of like, like, but like in a very like female form. Like, <laughs> he's like, was he's like, was that an honest reaction? Or are you kidding? I'm like, no, that was a real honest to god reaction. I was like, ah! <laughs> like that. That's almost like what? Because like my my favorite thing there was like it had like potato, bacon, and like and like Fritos on it. I think or it had some chips on it or something. But it was so good. I'm good. But it's, it's gone now. But I got like three of those Dorito Locos tacos. Oh, Gables, it what? still holds up. It still holds up, man. Dude, they're so good. Dude, you want to know what's awesome as well? Mm-hmm. I had tacos tonight, and mm. a lot in the shells, the taco shells, are actually kind of like Dorito, like uh, oh. cheese and all of those shit, you know, like those mm. red taco shells and stuff. They have like, yeah. that's some good shit. <laughs> oh my God. Chef's kiss. They're, they're so, so good. So good. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a couple weird things happen to me this week. I was, um, I didn't even tell Courtney about this one. I forgot about this one. I was at the. Uh, I was walking out of the pet store uh, the other day and yeah. uh, got some dog bones or something. And this lady walked up to me. She's like, hey, can you sign this thing? We're trying to get so-and-so added in as a write-in for the election. I'm like, I'm like, all right, as long as it's not Kanye. And she's like, oh, it is. I'm like, and I had the pen in my hand. I'm like, huh? I thought she said like kind of sarcastic. I thought she was joking. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's for Kanye. I'm like, what? And I just kind of looked at her. I'm like, oh, okay. And I just 
put the pin back on the clipboard and I walked away. I'm like, I, I, I can't. Nah. What? <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. Well, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah. Well, it's because like he, he he entered too late, so he has to get so many like people to sign a petition basically for him to uh-huh. be on the ballot for certain states. So he had to get oh, like a hundred. I think he has to get like a hundred thousand in each state to be, get like uh, like um, petition signings or whatever to get on the just to get on the ballot. So he's actually on a few states' ballots, and um, yeah. So I, there Christ. are people are out there as, actually. Yeah. As long as it's not, as long as it's not any of the fucking Harambe shit like in 2016, then it should be fine. I would vote for him for him before I vote for Kanye, but. No, that was pretty. That was, that was interesting. I was like, I literally, I just kind of looked at her. I'm just like, are you fucking with me right now? And I looked at the thing and it said like Kanye West on the on the on the thing. I just like put the, the stuck the pin back under the clipboard, and I walked away. I'm just like, I no, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna walk away. I got I got no comment on that one. I didn't know this was still a thing, but apparently it's still a thing. Yeah, but, it's um, still a thing. I mean, that's really weird to see to actually encounter somebody that's like, hey. uh Give me a couple sign-ins and stuff for this. Could you get your name right here for uh, Kanye well, West? Like, well, what's funny, though, is they, they just said for a candidate. And they wouldn't say a name. And then I, I made the joke that, oh, like, really? well, it's not Kanye. Yeah, they wouldn't. So it's like, they, they already know. They didn't say the name. They didn't say the name. They just went through yeah. and said, hey, could you sign this for a candidate that's going to appear on there? Like, yeah. They even I'm know just, for a fact it sounds so fucking preposterous that they yeah. have to disguise yeah, just it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're just not going to tell you who it is. Just sign it, please. Yeah, so like, all right. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, Sign so here that for was, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was fucking funny. Then uh, I was out driving around. Uh, this was like the like last weekend. This happened to me. I meant to mention this last week, but I forgot to I forgot to talk about it. But uh, I was at a you know I was at a uh, inter- intersection, wait trying to trying to cross. And I'm like, what? Like, why is it so difficult? Because there's like three cars in front of me, and like I'm on a side street. We don't get a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of traffic right there, and like it's on a it's on a a really busy road on our side of town at like rush hour on a Friday. Oh yeah, it's Friday, and I'm like I finally get up. I'm I'm at the stop sign waiting to go, and I see why the why it's taking so long to get on to the fucking main road. There is a dude naked in the middle of this intersection in a fucking hover round. In a what? You know, like little hover around things, like the the uh, like the electric uh, wheelchair things. Oh, like old people like sit in. Yeah, like this big fat guy, like fifties or sixties, like butt ass naked, just <laughs> in the middle of the street, just hanging out, everything <laughs> hanging out, just chilling. <laughs> well, yeah, the world's here. <laughs> Fuck yeah, COVID, I'm on my roll. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, we got an asteroid headed our way that's going to be here for the election, so. It's like, uh, oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah, so I'm just like... Jesus like, Christ. But like, I'm like, oh, like maybe a... the... Yeah, I'm like, maybe the battery died or something. But he's like, then he starts moving. I'm like, okay, no, he's just there. Well, well, <laughs> he's just hanging out. explain why he's naked. <laughs> no, but... I don't know. I don't maybe know his battery fuck. ran out in the middle of the road. Yeah, and then like he like turns around and he, like he's, he's like started moving finally. But he was like, his back was towards me and I could you just <laughs> see everything. It's all there. You just see all the way up Main Street. It's yeah. So hey, could that's you pick it. up my rag on a stick? Yeah. I just cried myself to sleep that night. <laughs> Baby, I got a story to tell you. 
<laughs> I just encountered I just encountered Walter Brimley's overweight cousin <laughs> going all over the side of the road. If it if it wasn't that I thought it was that diabetes guy, but I'm like, wait, he passed away like a month ago, so it couldn't have been him. It looked just like him though. <laughs> Dude, this is something I would expect maybe from like, oh, oh my god, like maybe someplace like inside of the south of America. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my god, that actually she trumps anything that I've had to say this week, dude. That's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know what to say that. That's... <laughs> yeah. So that was uh that was interesting to say the least. Oh, yeah. Shit. So definitely the Taco Bell was the peak of the week for me, um, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, been a weird last seven days, uh, or I guess eight days at this point since Sunday. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm still trying to um, get that image out of my head. But uh, you know, over time and, and proper therapy, I think I'll get there. Um, I don't know what's, what's, what's more scarring the fact that people are still petitioning for Kanye or. Nicky guy in a hover round. Um, anyways, um, this is a gaming podcast where we talk about video games. So uh, you know, I think we're just gonna jump right into the news, Gables. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little newsy right now. Um, yeah. So there hasn't been, there's not like anything big happening this week. It's like big news, like so, like talk about every week. We're just, I think I feel like a lot for the most part, everything's kind of on a standstill. Not no one's showing yeah. their full debt, showing the full hand. You know, waiting because everything's on hold until, you know, PlayStation 5 and Xbox quit playing uh, chicken. Uh, but I've got a little bit going on, so I think we'll jump in with the, uh, we'll jump in with, the, this is very weird. So, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I like how Call of yeah. Duty is turning into, like, it's turning into, like, almost like a JRPG with how many semicolons or how many colons are in their fucking uh, names now. It's like Call of Duty, colon, Black Ops, colon, Cold War. It's like, like this is very Japanese of them to do this. Uh, but, uh, we finally have the full reveal, some gameplay, uh, there's gonna be a, on September 9th, they're gonna do the, uh, online, uh, multiplayer reveal, uh, but the game, we have details now, it's coming out, um, November 13th, uh, pretty much everything, we already knew, known everything about this game, literally since, like, last year, we, we first heard about it, but in the last six months, we've, everything's pretty much come out of it, everything's leaked, there's gonna be a new zombie mode, new campaign, um, there's new uh, the tra- this was this trailer focused on the campaign. I thought the tra- I thought the, the trailer looked pretty good as far as uh, the campaign goes. I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for it, but uh, yeah. So uh, I gotta find this tweet that I, I I I made or I didn't make, but I I found and I retweeted it so I can remember for the podcast. But um, yeah. it's so there's gonna be uh, three different versions you can buy. There's a standard edition for sixty dollars that yeah. um just you know comes with the game. There is an $80 edition, it's like the Ultimate Edition. And then there's the $70 edition that is the cross-gen uh, uh, edition. So basically, uh, th- that one is like, so if you buy um, you buy the $70 one, you can get, you'll, base, you'll get it for both. So if you upgrade later yeah. to the next one, you, you can get that. But I want to fucking just, so I found this tweet, and I, I, I had to retweet it, so I, I remembered it. So this is very okay. confusing, and I still don't understand it, and I've read it. God knows how many times. So for everyone planning to get a physical edition for Call of Duty, this this comes from um, uh, uh, a Twitter source here. Call of Duty News is what the Twitter source is here. So physical standard of PS4 will upgrade to PS5 for $10. Physical standards of Xbox One cannot upgrade to Series X. Physical standards of PS5 only includes PS5 version only. 
Physical standard of Xbox Series X includes Xbox One copy. Um, and for those planning on getting the ex- the physical edition for PS4 and Xbox One, do remember you do not get any of the bonus content. There is no Frank Woods o- Operator Bundle. There is no early open beta access. Those are digital bonuses only. So, um, did you get that, Gables? Dude, I got lost after <laughs> the whole xbox one where it's like you're not going to be able to upgrade to the series x version okay. and all of a sudden right. my mind just went blank all right so here i'm gonna i'll do the playstation ones first and then i'll do the xbox one second all so right physical standard edition of ps4 will upgrade to ps5 for only ten dollars more okay uh, physical, i understand that if, if you buy the ps5 physical version of ps5 it only works for the ps5 which you know makes sense okay that makes sense so for the xbox one though if you buy the physical standard edition uh, for Xbox One, it will not work for Xbox Series X. There's no upgrade. There's just it won't work. But for ten dollars wow. on for PS4, you can up. You could if you buy the PS4 physical edition, you can spend ten dollars to get the PS5 edition. And make any fucking sense. But if you get the Xbox Series X edition of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, um, it includes a Xbox One copy. So, Xbox Series X, the Xbox version will go down, but the PS4 one will go up for $10, but the P- the Xbox One version will not go up. And then the PS5 one will not go down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, what they could have done is, like, have it to where, hey, if you buy both versions, go if you buy one of those two versions, $10, upgrade to the next gen. That's all that needed to be said for that yeah. state. That is so fucking confusing. When you hear that all in yeah. sequence with each other, I understand. So PS, PS5 doesn't work for PS4. Xbox okay, Series yeah, X will work for Xbox One. I'm just yeah. saying that's a lot for myself. I'm trying to make sense of all this. PS4 will upgrade to PS5. Xbox One will not upgrade to Series X. Damn. I, I, there, there, I, I. This feels like it's got to be a, a thing on the consoles, but it's so fucking confusing. It is confusing. Yeah. So pretty uh-huh. much, just don't buy the Xbox One version of that Call of Duty game and stuff, and just get the Xbox Series X version. And it's like, if you buy the Call of Duty version for like a PS4, you at least have the option to spend ten dollars more to get the freaking PS5 version. But at the same time, you're spending ten additional dollars. So instead of sixty dollars, you're spending seventy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thing with that though is, and I've said this, I said this beginning of the year before COVID and all this shit was happening. I'm like. Last generation, we had the thing where it's like, hey, if you bought Battlefield Four or uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, and there's a, like Mad, like Mad, like all the big AAA games that came out that holiday season, if you bought it digitally for ten dollars, you can. If you bought it digitally for the 360 PS3 for ten dollars, you can upgrade to PS4 and Xbox One. And I was like, I'm totally fine with that. And I even said this generation going into it before they started talking about the the smart uh, smart delivery stuff. I was like, I'm totally fine with that. And I still kind of feel that way right now. I still feel like we're gradually going into the seventy dollars is way where things are going to be, um, in, in about twelve to eighteen months. But I don't. I'm not too upset about that. It's just the whole messaging is so fucking confusing. I I, I don't know. And we won't even got to like what we thought about the game part. But I just I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. I seventy dollars going up ten bucks. I don't feel like is a big ordeal. And the fact if they're not going to make me rebuy these games again, but it's just for people like. Call of Duty is, is the most like non-hardcore gamer game. Like I don't know, there's not, I don't know if a better term for that, but it's like I know so many people that they buy like three games a year. You know, and the Call of Duty is like the, the one of the ones that right. are guaranteed to buy every year. 
And it's like, how the fuck do you expect them to understand that? Like, they just want to buy the thing. They want to play the content. They're going to play that for a year. But it's like, how yeah. are they going to know if they buy the you know the PS4 edition and they buy a PS5? Oh, I got to pay more, ten more dollars for this. Or if I buy the you know the the uh, Xbox One edition and I want to uh, then I buy a Series X later on and then I find out I can't upgrade to it. Uh, I have to rebuy the whole game again. It's just it's so confusing and yeah, it is. ridiculous. And I don't know. Maybe it's not their fault, but I feel like maybe at a certain point they should be like, all right, fuck it. We're gonna just get like do a whole thing where it's like just a cut off make it all the same all the way around where it's like if you want the next gen you either gotta buy the $70 edition or you gotta buy it twice if you up, if you eventually upgrade to your console later on like, yes yeah, that's like exactly that the been... reasoning that's exactly the reasoning why that I don't understand why they went Activision went this route as a in uh, as opposed to what they did say with the PS4 to PS5 version it's like hey get this copy for this console pay $10 more for the next gen copy of it i mean hell that was the case for these ps4 and xbox one versions of games for the start of this generation so yeah. honestly that is on activision for making this so fucking confusing <laughs> yeah yeah my it's, opinion. it's it's fucking bonkers but uh i mean now getting into the the actual trailer part um i don't know i mean i know you're not the biggest you know call of duty guy but what were your, what were your thoughts on the on on the uh trailer we got well, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't really see a lot of Lights of the Call of Duty trailer. To be perfectly honest, I knew it was announced, but I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. uh, I, I, I thought it was it was good. It was it was it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I obviously you know I'm like the Black Ops name has means a little bit more. I think to when I, when mm-hmm. you, when you talk about you know Call of Duty games, and, you know it's like uh, the Modern Warfare is. That kind of fizzled out on those ones, but it's like, I mean, I guess more of the same with with the Black Ops. After like, two was okay, three was bad, and four was just a, a multiplayer game. But I don't know when you hear about what they're doing with this one. It's like you know, I have more of good. We talked about it before. Like I think for both of us, like Black Ops is the one we put more time into than any other one. So now they're going back. It's like Frank Woods is back, and we're, oh, we're, it's, okay. it's it's the real direct sequel to uh, Black Ops one where this one is oh. actually like it's not the weird like black ops 2 had you know the jump back between like the future and the past this one is like yeah, the real i never liked that one yeah <laughs> no but it, it was it was okay but it wasn't eh. but um i don't I, i'm looking forward to that standpoint like it does suck though like i, I was like all right cool give me a date november 13th I'm like fuck because i was like the last few <laughs> years like I've, I've really enjoyed like because they've been coming out in, like late october or really like yeah the first weekend of november so it's been perfect for me for like you know with extra life. I'm like I I'll go rent the game, and I'll play I'll play through the whole campaign, in on extra life and then, you know take it back for, you know for for six bucks basically I'll I'll play the whole campaign. Uh, now Redbox doesn't do rental video game rentals anymore and it comes out after extra life. So it's like that kind of puts it, you know it's a, I don't know it's a weird hamper but it's like I mean, plus it's like a week before Cyberpunk so it's like uh, and I don't want to spend sixty dollars on a game I'm gonna probably play in a weekend. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I thought it looked good. I I'm hope to see. I want to see more from it. Obviously, I want to see what people say. But I don't think this is gonna be something um, I pick up day one. Uh, I I got some uh, GameStop uh, bucks, uh, like seventy five dollars in GameStop bucks. That I might put down for this because I think I got pretty much everything else pre ordered that I want. But um, I don't know. I'll I'll wait and see. But uh, I I was happy. I was happy with what I saw, and it gives me hope. I I still hate the name. Uh, I think the the kids just called it. Call of Duty Cold War, but I guess you got Frank Woods. You got 
Black Ops does sell, you know, it does that Black Ops has a, a name behind it and it's a good name brand. So anyways, moving on to so we got a couple of Nintendo things here I want to talk about. Uh so first up, we have the Nintendo uh so I talked about there was that rumor that there was going to be possibly a direct on Friday, end up having one on Tuesday and Jeff some of Jeff Grubb was talking about the rumor and then earlier the day the day before he was saying uh, he was backing off that. He's like Sounds like things are changing, and it's like now there's some. I'm hearing, I'm hearing there might be uh, one tomorrow, and there end up being this surprise Nintendo partner, Nintendo Direct partner showcase. Uh, I think it was like what, like 11, 12 minutes. Um, kind of what came out of it was there is a Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is coming this December. Uh, Just Dance 2021 is coming this November. Uh, collection of uh, Saga of, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Final Fantasy. Uh, Legend Trilogy from the Game Boy is coming to Switch this December. Um, there is a big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions, which is a Rocky boxing game that's coming. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is uh, coming. There's a, it's a, a there's going to be exclusive mode to it on the Switch, and it's coming this November. And there's a Taku no Tsujin Rhythm Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Um, it's a two 3DS drummer oh, games. Like, uh... Those Taito like say drummer sort of games and stuff. Yeah, they yeah, sorry. are renowned inside Japan and stuff. But this is actually one of the first times I can remember that uh, an English version is coming stateside. Yeah, I mean, I remember those. I remember the drums, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't know too much about it. But that's coming this winter to the Switch. Um, that's pretty much it. Came everything out of it. I don't know. I'm, I, I, this did nothing for me at all. I mean, what, what, were, you, what were you at on this? To be perfectly honest with you, I went in with low expectations. As a matter of fact, during the morning that this whole showcase, this partner showcase, was uh, dropped, I was on YouTube during the morning, generally before going to work, and I'm like, wait, 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 Nintendo just did a partner direct? <laughs> just a few minutes ago? Okay, let's watch this. And what I got out of the whole thing is like, you know what, the Melody of Memory stuff, the Kingdom Hearts, that looks alright. I mean, I would probably give it a try. It looks more akin to another game that I played on the 3DS, the Id Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call which I love that, all the music from the Final Fantasy games and this and that, where this is more like all the music from the Kingdom Hearts games. I mean, hell, this has some little bit of interest. But uh, there were a couple other games that I thought that were fairly interesting. Obviously, the Collection of Saga. The Collection of Saga games. Final Fantasy Legends, 1, 2, and 3. The old Game Boy games and stuff. Basically, I have a bit of interest inside those because for one retro rpgs that's one of those things i love i love going through going back experiencing old games on current generation systems so it's like when that comes out i may give it a shot it's like 20 dollars i think so um no. yeah 20 or 30 yeah yeah 20 to 30 or something like that so it's around that range and stuff like say how the collection of uh, mana stuff for the switch is so this may be a fun time to uh, download those games like on the Switch and have a go with them. But uh, I think, honestly, the biggest thing I could think of is like Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. And honestly, I'd love to play in the original when during the first year that the I got the Switch. And uh, it's just more of that with uh, another like story mode and this and that, you know. Well, I'm game. Come December, yeah. let's play some more Puyo Puyo <laughs> yeah. Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's cool that you know they're doing that. I know, I guess. So, uh, going, you know, go back. I always go back to Jeff Grubb because he's pretty much been the king of coming out with these, with these rumors and leaks and stuff like that. And uh, he's he's kind of doubled down still. He said there's there is more third party stuff that's 
um, supposed to be shown off in, in a direct um, that wasn't shown off here and that um, there is the investor meeting in mid-September so he's saying that he don't have an exact date but he would say that there's got to be a, a direct before the investor meeting that way they can they don't want to go into an investor meeting with where we're at still where it's like okay what the fuck's going on so like that way they can just yeah. put it on the table um, so I'm expecting probably in the next two weeks um, that we'll have a direct and also in the next two weeks we should have the uh, Xbox Series X reveal and possibly the Lockhart too. So, uh, but moving mm-hmm. on, skip it with Nintendo and you know putting everything on the table. Now there's uh, we're hearing more rumors now about the new Switch coming out um, sometime early next year. Uh, people, you know, it's always it's been called the Switch Pro. Uh, talks that it could be 4K, uh, it could be a 4K screen. Um, there isn't, you know, we don't have too much, and they're gonna have like a new slate of like big games to kind of come out with it. It's kind of like almost like a in a way, like a relaunch of the, the console, kind of like when the console did launch. It's like, here's all these awesome things. We had Breath of the Wild. We had Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So we, could, we should expect a nice like relaunch of the new console with a lot of a fresh launch of uh, games come with it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we I feel like we this kind of comes more and more. And I remember they even said last year, like, there's no new Switch version coming. And then, like, two months later, they announced the Switch Lite. And then they even they had a different form of the switch come out where it had a better battery as well. Um, so yeah, we and that was two... stealthily released that we didn't yeah. know about. Yeah, so we technically had two switch uh, revisions last year, um, but I don't know. I mean, early next year, we we talked about this in the past too, where it's like, where it's like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like, okay, the new we, we the last couple of years we talked about it's like well, the new consoles are coming in twenty twenty. It's like if they're gonna do it, they want to do it twenty nineteen. They didn't do it, do it, do it. They didn't do it there. And maybe that was too early. It was only being two years, two and a half years. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, early next year, and the rumor is that Breath of the Wild two is gonna be an early next year game. Um, and we, we talked about a lot where like a lot of the big games kind of came out early in the generation. All like all the big studios released. You know, we had like the we had Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, like I already mentioned. Um, you know, Mario Kart eight came out. I know it's a deluxe edition but we've had that but um i don't I mean do you do you see do you, do you think this is the real one you think this is the real deal that we might actually get the the new uh switch uh upgrade uh next year to be perfectly honest it's not out of the realm of possibility nintendo has a track record of remaking and like re, not just remaking but like uh coming out with iterations of say their same handhelds multiple times in a generation it happened with the ds it happened mm-hmm. with the 3DS. As a matter of fact, with the 3DS, it's actually a little bit more in terms of revisions than what uh, Nintendo would normally do. You know, you had the original 3DS, then you have like say, the, like the 3DS XL, and then all of a sudden you have the lines of like, okay, new 3DS and new 3DS XL, and then all of yeah. a sudden you have the 2DS and all those other iterations. What I'm saying is, we're Nintendo for their handhelds definitely are known to go through and put out revisions and for the switch we've already seen a couple of different types of revisions not only for the mainline system with the uh like the better overall quality in terms of battery and in terms of like certain inner specs and stuff for the original switch but with the whole switch light stuff that's definitely nintendo going through a foray with a cheaper alternative so them coming out with a better version of the normal switch that would not surprise me in the least to be perfectly honest with you, I could technically see them not even going too far away from like uh, what the Switch 
the Switch model they have out right now, the original one, you know, there's not going to be too much, like, improvements that they would have to make in order to make it really successful at this point, in my opinion. What you would have to do is maybe, like, have, like, say, different analog sticks, you know, different Joy-Con sticks, maybe different, like, uh, D-pad stuff. Instead of having the buttons and stuff, have, like, a traditional D-pad and everything else. But uh, I could see upgraded like processors upgraded things from their custom tegra stuff that they had with uh their original switch model but uh if they wanted to go through next year would definitely be a good place for it considering that they want to tie it over until that next next gen initial system that obviously they still are planning through with their r&d stuff so it's like if we're truly going to have a switch lifespan that's going to be lasting say around the eight year mark then, yeah, having a more powerful system makes sense, especially if they tie it over for the next few years until the next gen reveal. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I, I, you know, it's especially where you think about it, where it's like you're, you're mentioning, like Nintendo was like the original ones of like the mid that mid generation relaunch of consoles, like you yep. know, like you were mentioning, like we had the new 3DS, we had the Game Boy Color, we had Game Boy, the mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance, um, was it the Game Boy Advance Lite or whatever? SP, thank you. Um, you know, we, we've had... They have done this... We had the Wii where they had, like, the, the smaller... The mini version that didn't have the online, you know, yeah. uh, adapter. So it's like we've... We've seen them do this. So it's like it makes sense to do it. We've, we've been talking about it pretty much since the, the console launch. I remember us in 2017 discussing the Switch Pro. And um, it just... It makes sense. I'm... Totally aboard. I'm curious what it'd be like. We've talked about before, like okay, like the, there's the rumors of the Switch Lite forever happening. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. And it, it obviously was very successful. Was this was going to be like a one that doesn't undock, you know, or is this going to be one that, um, you know, is it is this kind of a better screen? How's this going to work? Like, I'm all for it. Like, I love it because my only concern though it is, is like definitely I definitely hate... a good system. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only thing I, I I really don't want is like I mean, is like I hate like. What happened with like the the three D the new three D S XL and all that? Where like towards the last couple of years, there a lot of their big games just flat out did not like some of them didn't work at all in the old, in the original three D S, and some just ran like complete garbage on the original three D S. Well, that's that's where I kind of feel like Nintendo may do something similar to the events of like the new three D S XL. I mean, let's look at that handheld in general. It had upgraded processor speeds. Mm-hmm. It had an extra little analog nub and stuff so yeah. that way you could actually do like the twin stick sort of things as good as say like the Vita did but at the same point you'd have the upgraded process and speeds they have like adjustments in terms of the controls and stuff the buttons the d-pad the things like that and yeah you had exclusive games that played only on that device hell yeah super nintendo the virtual console stuff would not run on any other 3ds models besides the new 3ds ones at that at that point when it was released, yeah, that that part was kind of bullshit. Like that, you didn't have to do that. Like you, those goddamn games. That's work very on true. But it's like uh, I mean, I remember you know at launching. Cause I remember Justin and I went to GameStop. Like we both had a day off for some reason, going to GameStop <laughs> and getting uh, the, the the day it came out, getting a new 3DS XL and Majora's Mask. Cause it launched with the Majora's Mask 3D. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah. I mean, it made Majora's Mask much better having that the uh, analog stick or the analog nub. No shit. But like I I hope there's I just hope that they don't like cut off like the original i mean i understand like they want to sell more but it's like uh, and i think they need it because you can talk about like like breath of the wild when that came out it didn't run super like it it had some issues on on the switch you know like there was a lot of frame rate drops especially in handheld mode um so 
if if Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be bigger and games are going to get bigger for this thing. And plus, you might be able to get better third-party support if you're you're going up a little bit, especially the new consoles coming out. It's going to be harder to get that third-party support um, going on or continuing on. But um, I don't know. All for it. And just, this one just seems more real than the other ones for some reason. Maybe I'm just, you know, it's that you, that weird thing you do. You just kind of think about it enough. You kind of make the argument in your head. Um, but, I mean, like we talked about for like the last year or so where it's like, all their, you know, they they've given us all the big guns really early in this generation, and now they're kind of reloading right now. And this be the, if you're gonna do it, this be perfect time when like you're you're reloading and you're about to like throw a bunch of stuff out there. And if you like relaunch, if you launch this thing with the Breath of the Wild two, that'd be, that'd be perfect. Um, so I, I, I I could see them like releasing this in March, you know, for the, the that'd be the four year anniversary of the of the Switch with Breath of the Wild two. That'd be awesome mm. if the, if that's if that could be done. Um, but moving on to, uh, well, we got a couple, this is the last real topic, but we have one other thing we want to talk about after that. So this is another thing from Jeff Grubbs as well, uh, about, we've talked about forever. The Mass Effect remaster is, it's a thing. Everybody knows about it. Um, much like the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War stuff. Like everybody knows about it, but it's just, we don't, we, that, that, this EA hasn't revealed it. So the new thing is now is that, so what's going on with it is that they plan, EA plans on revealing the Mass Effect remaster in early October and releasing it in late October, but um, he has some concerns that maybe something you know with COVID and everything obviously happening, but that this could get delayed. But you look at um, this holiday season uh, for EA; they don't have like that big. They don't have a shooter. They don't, there's no Battlefield. There's no you know they don't have Medal of Honor. They don't have anything big um, this fall besides their their, their sports games. So. Uh, this probably would be their big game, so I I, I think this will I think this will happen, um, but I don't know. This kind of sucks. We might have to wait another you know four or five weeks for this to happen, but uh, I don't know. Gables, what what are your thoughts about all this happening? Honestly, at this point, I'm just ready for this thing to be unveiled because for Christ's sake, I've heard enough rumors about this Mass Effect remaster and stuff. To be perfectly honest with you, it's like the only reason that I would rebuy. Mass Effect games right now is if it was for the Switch and I would be able to play it in handheld mode. That's oh, yeah, pretty much it that. for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I'm all for this. I, I obviously I, I love. I want to play Mass Effect one and two. I, I still have that weird. I, I need to play replay Mass Effect three because I have this weird like love hate thing for Mass Effect three. All I remember, I really enjoyed the combat of Mass Effect two. Mass Effect 1 was more RPG-ish, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can remember the little exploits from Mass Effect 1 very clearly, where I go into the Mako, I fight these giant Geth monsters, I get them to an inch of life, I exit the vehicle, I shoot them for massive experience point gains. That was such yeah. a funny-ass thing to do. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That. <laughs> that was perfect. yeah, that was like the easiest way the, the easiest way to fucking level up in that game was to do that. Oh, remember that I was the doing, glitches. Yeah, because I remember I was, playing, I was replaying it one year for extra life, like five, because I was just like I was out of shit to play, and it was before, like, yeah. this was my like my first extra life. And I was just replaying Mass Effect One around that time, and I was on the I was uh, in a party chat, and Jitterbugs like, "Oh, where are you at?" And I was telling him, "I was oh, I'm doing the makeup part with you know killing all you know he's all the gap." He's like, "He's like, oh, are you getting out of the vehicle and killing him?" Like, what? He's like, "Yeah, if you want to really level up in that game, you that's what you do. Yeah, you give them like one or two shots and you get out and shoot them." And I'm like, "Are you fucking <laughs> serious?" And I remember I like. I remember I doing that for like an hour of like my extra life when I was just fucking murdering Geth <laughs> just to like get, get my level up. And I was already replaying with my old character, so I was already at a really high level. But I just want to get 
we're trying to get that achievement first level cap but uh i don't know i mean I, i'm all i'm all I'm, I'm so hopeful that it comes out here because like i've been i talk about it a lot but it's like like i was like usually about um um uh e3 sorry after e3 i'm like i got my my extra my extra life is planned i'm like boom i don't know what i'm playing and it's just a weird fucking year that i'm like you know, i'm looking there's there's a lot we have a lot of games that like i'm looking forward to for, like the rest of the year but they don't have dates and I'm just like, all right, cool. So then, like, I'm like, you know, Call of Duty. I'm like, all right, that's that's gonna be one game I'm gonna play. Nope, that's coming out in fucking mid November. It's like, Cyberpunk's late November, uh, Sass Creed's late November. I don't give a fuck about Watch Dogs. So it's like, this would be like, uh, if I can, this would be the perfect game. If it comes out right before fucking um, Extra Life, that this would be awesome. Because uh, this, I can see myself playing uh, a good chunk of my Extra Life, just playing Mass Effect. I'll probably be playing Mass Effect one at that point. And be, I mean, like I said, it'd be fun to go back and play Mass Effect Three because, like I said, I have like, a, like I vividly remember good chunks of Mass Effect One and Two. Like I, I think I beat Mass Effect One three times. I think I started another time after that. Mass Effect Two, I beat twice, and I, so it's and Mass Effect Three, I played that one time. I did a, I did a shit ton of, you know, I put thirty, forty hours into it, and I never touched it again. So like I'm, I'm curious how I'd feel jumping back into Mass Effect Three after all these years. After what I think, I want to say. Eight years at this point now, nine years. I can't. I don't remember if it was a 2011 or 20, 2012 game, but um, yeah. I don't know. It, it'd be it'd be it'd be awesome to get back into that. But um, moving on, Gables. So we had Gamescom this this week. Uh, I don't know. I watched a bunch. I didn't watch. I started watching part of it live. They did the big thing on. Uh, I want to say was it Friday? Yeah, Friday. They like a whole big like thing. It was a season finale of Summer Games Fest. Um, right. I started watching it I, I, when I got home that night. Uh, I it was like two hours long, and it was just boring as fuck. Because uh, there's a lot of the sim interviewing the developers and stuff like that. I'm like, I just want to see the trailers, and I'll read about the news later, kind of stuff. It's it just was it was very slow paced, and it was live too. Um, so I watched much of the trailers that came out later on. But I, I did, any, did anything come out of this that you were, that you liked, or was there anything that you're looking forward to that you saw from this? No, to be perfectly honest with you, I I really didn't hear too much of the, the Gamecom, the Gamescom stuff that came out from the event and of itself, you know. But uh, yeah. I think it's awfully telling that the Gamecom stuff happened, and I did not really heard any type of like major blurbs or any type of major reveals or any type of excitement, jump like drumming from around the actual stuff itself. It kind of went out the whole like. Uh, that whole games thing, Jeff Keighley thing, kind of went out with sort of like a whimper, to be perfectly honest with you. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, like I said watching the thing live was kind of boring. Uh, like I, I went through like the big thing we had of it was we had the Black Ops, we had another, uh, we had the Call of Duty, we had another trailer for that, um, okay. for that game. Uh, they had the, like eight minutes of Ratchet and Clank gameplay, but probably oh, five of those, right. five of those minutes was uh. Like stuff we saw already at the reveal for it, and then we uh, had a, they had the talk about it's gonna be a launch window release game, which I mean who knows that, that if that's one month or six months or a year who knows what that means, but um, and I I, like, I went through and I looked at all the trailers that came out and I kind of trade picked the ones looking interesting, watch it, watch a good chunk of those, but I don't know, I, it was whatever, and it's just like kind of you know going into like overall thoughts on like Summer Games Fest where it's just like this was supposed to be the season finale, this is the big like the big uh, ending for like this whole thing. I, I don't know. Like we talk, we, we talk about like, do we miss E3 and do we like this idea better? And it's just like, I, 
if this is what's gonna be like every year, if like if E three went away and this was summer, I know obviously COVID started a lot of shit off, um, and we have new consoles coming out, so that's it's a weird year. So, but I don't know if if this is kind of an idea what it's gonna be like in a normal year. I I just would much rather have E three. Like it sucks. Like we get like <laughs> a splurge of news in one week, in the, like in middle of June, and then nothing or very little for the next two months or so. But <clears throat> it's just been so like frustrating and annoying. It's like you get like there's been it's just exhausting. Like you get there's so many events that are going on. There's been all these like smaller indie ones. I don't. There's been a dozen of those. It seems like uh, we've had an EA Play. We've had the Ubisoft Forward stuff for the PlayStation event with with multiple Xbox events. Nintendo Direct Minis and it's just like there's so many little things and it's just like none of them have don't none of them like are nearly as fulfilling as what E3 usually is like E3 is like you know it's like a a, a nice steak and it's like we've got a lot of cheese and crackers you know right. throughout the summer instead of like that one like would you rather have one great meal and then just nothing for two months or would you rather just have some cheese and crackers for three months and I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have the, the, the really great steak, but I don't know. I just, and it's like the whole fucking, it just feels like we just get teases for teases later. And then well, we, we tease, they're going to show something at this event. And then they show that the bed, but it's a, te- it's a tease for the event that's coming later on, but we don't know when that event's going to be. And then it just randomly like pops up or you see something I've seen. I swear to God, I've seen some of these games five, six times at different events throughout the summer. And it's so like, essentially that, we're getting, so essentially is like we're getting baited like multiple times into other types of events and stuff. And yeah. It's sort of like a colossal tease and stuff like that as opposed to just having everything all at once inside of one major type of spectacle, pomp and circumstance stuff. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from exactly, Tyler. I mean, I would much rather at this point, if this whole like games stuff kept on going right there, I'd much would rather have the whole hole-in-one stuff because... Everything else that's been spoon-fed to us, like with multiple different announcements, multiple different things here and there and stuff, all these speculative, all the speculations and stuff of what Sony and Microsoft is doing, all this other stuff, this this pretty much is micromanaging sort of bullshit that's going on with the information and stuff. It's like, it's tiring. It's very mm. tiring. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we talked about last week where it's like, we're, we're <clears throat> so sick of hearing about like little leaks and rumors about dates and prices and what's coming, what's not coming, when's the event's going to be for these new consoles and when's the direct next Nintendo Direct going to be. And it's just like tired of talking about it, tired of hearing about it. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, I want to know, you know, it's like, I want to know. So I'll go and I'll look and see what people are saying. And I'll look at like, like I'll check Jeff Grubb's Twitter. Cause he's pretty, he'll tweet things. Um, multiple times a day, I'll go check his Twitter account and see what he's saying. Just so I get an idea of what's going on, and I listen to his podcast just because he usually drops a lot of news there too. And I'm just like, I want to know, but it's just like, it's I'm just it's just exhausting. It's just like this whole summer. It's like it's taking the fun out of like E3 is literally it's fucking Christmas in June for me. And I think a million other gamers like we look forward to yeah. it like year year round. Like we you and I like we have frustrations with it, yeah, but it's like I think in the end we both love it. Um, but if if it just worked out better, maybe maybe this is just you know, obviously COVID's around. But if they could have figured out a way to like make an E three happen digitally this year, it's like we would know everything right now. We wouldn't have right, the exactly. spoon fed bullshit. We might have like maybe not everything, but we would know. We would know about Mass Effect. We would have had. We would know about the probably the, the Mario games. We know more about fucking uh, the next Breath of the Wild. We know 
everything from the pretty much everything from Nintendo. We would know fucking the consoles, the dates, the prices, everything, the the launch lineup, launch windows for everything. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's I don't know. Like I said, it's frustrating. And it's just like I don't even know if like when when I hear about things, it's like you talk about like it's like do I care? Do I do I get excited for this? It's like and it feels like work at a certain point when you're like. Alright, well, there's going to be a Gamescom thing today. I better watch this. Or there's, like, there's this event going on. I better watch this. And it's, like, I don't, like, at this point, like, the last, like, month or so, whenever there's an event going on, I'm just, like, I don't even fucking care. It's, like, I don't want to watch this. I'm just watching this just in case something does happen kind of thing. And I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say. I'm just, I, I don't like Summer Games Fest for what it is. And, like, I mean, maybe, like, Maybe COVID's been a big factor. Obviously, we keep talking about the, the playing chicken bullshit. Nintendo, who knows the, the wild card. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I hope, I, I just want, I hope things, like, in so many more ways than just video games, I hope things can go back to normal next year. <laughs> you know? I just want things to be normal again in gaming, in life, in general, and everything. But, um, yeah. I don't Anything else you want to say, Gables? No, that's, no, I'm good. Okay. Well then, uh, moving on to uh, the what we've been playing part of the of the podcast. Gables, would you like to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first this time. Okay. So, in terms of games I've been playing, holy shit, I've been playing a ton. To be perfectly honest with you, one of the ones that stuck out to me that I've been playing so far this week has been the reintroduction of the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I got that as part of, like... Uh, the games I was given yesterday, and what's kind of hilarious about it, I remember playing a lot of the original Tony Hawk on the N64. Later come to find out that's the version that's very inferior in terms of the PlayStation 1, because mm-hmm. it cut tracks, cut certain portions, cut this and that. So I was just curious. I popped it into my PS2, because I love playing my PS2 controller and this and that. Now, <laughs> before I knew it, a couple hours flew by, and I was playing through the career mode with Tony Hawk, and I went through every single level, every competition, and I 100%ed it. <laughs> nice. And that tells me that this game, that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the original one, regardless of what, regardless of like uh, it being a game from late 90s, it looking like it did and stuff, I still found a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I really can't wait until... The remasters come out for both one and two, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it was it was really hilarious because it's like I'm going through different type of levels. I'm going through the same ones that I did back when I was a kid. I remember where all the most of the VHS tapes were. Some of the secret tapes. It took me a while, like say on the downhill one, the downhill one and stuff in general, because I had to relearn. Okay, where are all the valves at in this one level? It's like, okay, how am I going to get up to uh, that secret tape that's, I have these grindable rails? And it took me a while to find out that, hey, there's this portion towards the beginning of the map that i got to grind this rail all the way to this particular platform and point, and then I have to go through and, like, uh, cross a gap through, like, the ramp, go up at an angle, right, cross this gap and stuff, and all of a sudden have to go on top of this portion of a cliff and then go all the way to the other side in order to launch myself to <laughs> this and that. So, to be perfectly honest with you, there's some leveling design stuff that is pretty creative in the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There's also some that are incredibly obtuse. And it does not get any more obtuse than when you go through the 
their last main level before their final competition. So you're going downtown San Francisco, and you have to try to find the secret tape. And the thing about it is, it's on top of this sort of gazebo-looking building. This gazebo-looking thing has breakable glass at the top of it. And I see the VHS tape, so how the fuck do I get to that? Then I look over, and I see this big old statue monstrosity. I'm like, oh, oh, that's how they do it. I see this one thing where I have to ollie up this ramp and go all the way up. And I have to go across, not one, but jump across, like, from one building to another, go all the way up these ramps, all the way to the top of this building. And I had to go through, up this ramp, right, and I have to ollie at just enough height in order to make it through, make it through and freaking grab this VHS tape. And I fell short quite a number of times, because I had to time the ollieing just right off the ramp. It took me about, I kid you not, maybe a good solid 15 minutes just to get that VHS tape in multiple tries. Because their whole leveling stuff, not the whole leveling, but just the whole timer in and of itself is like maybe two minutes at most. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of frustrating with that aspect. But overall, I had a lot of fun going through the competitions. Going through the classic levels, getting all the tapes. Which were fairly easy at this point. I mean, I knew where every one of them were now. You know, I didn't have to use any guides, which that was pretty awesome in and of itself. But, uh, there are other games I did play, and oh my gosh. I played through and beat Battletoads, Streets of Rage 4, Okay. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, and King of Fighters 14. (laughs) (laughs) so to get the shorter games out of the way Power Rangers Battle for the Grid a continuation from last week I still have sort of the same type of feelings that I had from last week only after I played through the gameplay to an extent and went through the entirety of the story mode and finished that the gameplay sort of got stale for me and I meant it in the way where it was like a lot of cheap like AI tactics to where they want to go through and corner you and just try to do like these freaking wombo combos of juggle you in the corner. But uh, I did like how the characters felt in terms of combos, in terms of like gameplay, like speed and this and that. But uh, the story thing towards the end of it, it was kind of, it was kind of there, you know, it was okay. It was kind of hilarious and stuff. And the final portion of the, uh, and this is going to be a spoiler too for Battles of the Grid, that story mode for those that uh, are do care about this. There's that one point where Zordon and uh, one of the, I think Kruger from like the, uh, one of the lead guys for the SPD Power Rangers or some are together and they have to go through the current times Rita Repulsa and recruit her help in order to take out Lord Draken. And quintessentially, it's a, it's a reference and callback to when the Green Ranger lost his powers originally in the Power Rangers where the green candle and the green candle has to melt all the way down so for him to lose his powers completely (laughs) so there's this one scene that kind of had me laughing out loud to where Rita finally goes through and this is a cutscene right and all of a sudden you see her get struck dead and who should be but Finster 5 the dude with Lord said staff and I'm thinking to myself what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) well not the fact that Rita dies or something like that but the fact that it's fucking Finster and this fucking Alpha 5 crossbred with Lord Zed's staff. I'm like, oh, what, where the fuck does staff come from? 
No explanations for that. I mean, I get it. Draken defeated Lord Zed, took a staff, all this other shit, but this fucking homunculus, like, <laughs> android version of fucking Finster, I'm never gonna get my my freaking uh, mind away from, because that's just so fucking funny of a concept. But, uh, anyway, the gameplay of itself was fine. It was alright, I'm glad that I did go through and get the Game Pass stuff to try that game out. It was fun. If I had, say... Hell, if I had, say, like, a, a cross-deal or someone, all the DLC content, all the other games and stuff together, maybe on a physical maybe on a physical card or physical disc, hey, that'd be fine. I wouldn't mind playing through that game again. Just for fun, you know, nothing for competitive shit, because the achievements for that is so bullshit. Like, oh, win 500 matches online through rank. Jesus. I'm like, how the fuck... How the fuck am I going to find a lot of people playing ranked mode on Power Rangers? Like, you and one other dude, all right, just... Stand there. Let me tap A for for five oh. five hundred times. Oh my God, Tyler! I've tried doing something like that somewhere in the past, but that was for Blaze Blue in the three hundred and sixty, and it was literally towards the end of the three hundred and sixties life. Me playing Blaze Blue against one other person inside the fucking rank mode, trying to get fucking achievements. I'm like, oh God, I quit after about <laughs> half an hour. But that was that was then. But going on to the next game playing Battletoads. Can you oh, say that one for Christ. the end? Because I also beat Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So let's go into the next one. King of Fighters 14. To be really honest with you, the gameplay, the presentation, definitely better than Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Obviously, SNK, they put out some great fighting games, some awesome character designs and different types of representation and stuff in terms of what they do. Definitely a fantastic, fun game with a lot of good complexities and this and that. It's story mode, super short. I was able to go through that initially through one playthrough. I did it with Team Fatal Fury because I love the Fatal Fury guys like with uh, Terry and Andy Bogart and uh, Joe. And yeah, it was it was really hilarious. Like, uh, Going through a lot of the training mode stuff, learning a bit of what Andy could technically, no, what Terry could initially do. But uh, the story mode was just kind of generic, you know. You're fighting against this one dude that's like super popular and this and that, and he has this this King of Fighters belt. And all of a sudden, towards the end of this story mode and stuff, you have to fight this like this this big old like being or someone that like I'm not too sure about his name now, but it's like some sort of like uh, supernatural being and stuff and do this and do that and stuff and all of a sudden you beat them and everybody's happy and this and that so it's it's a generic sort of arcade mode it could have been done better in my personal opinion but it kind of fits along the campiness of previous king of fighter games in my opinion but uh gameplay solid gameplay was good i still have my ps4 so hell i could play through a little bit more of it you know because i want to experiment more with the characters it's quite essentially kind of the same thing I say with the other fighting games I've beaten over the span of the past month and a half. Tekken 7. Hey, yeah, this is a great game. I'm playing through it. Zafina. Yeah, I don't want to test out a bunch of different characters. All of a sudden, I move on to Street Fighter 5. Or no, well, actually, no, Soul Calibur 6. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll play this key. Like, do this. Yeah, I still <laughs> want to play some other characters. Then Street Fighter 5, like I just mentioned. It's like, yeah, Ryu is very fun. I played them online and stuff like that. But I want to play some more characters, too. Yeah, it's the same thing with King of <laughs> Fighter 14. But... What I get out of it, I've played through four or five d- 
different fighting games that were released this generation, and I've had fun with every single one of them. None of them were trash. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, you know, the quality factors is like so-so in some aspects. But I still would consider that, say, like a good game. Not a great game. Great games are like Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 in its current state. Not launch Street Fighter 5, but current 2020 Street Fighter 5. Fantastic bundle. Fantastic gameplay, this and that. King of Fighters 14. I think that from the story mode perspective, it's a little bit lower than, say, some of the other games that I've mentioned, but at the same time, the combat's solid. You're still going to find people playing, like, uh, ranked matches online. But the other game I played, Streets of Rage 4. I actually beat that game before recording tonight. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you were on that and playing it, so. What's hilarious about it is, like, I started the game earlier last week. I got through until stage six. I really loved the level design really loved a lot of the different story elements. I was actually surprised how much I, I enjoyed this, the story for what it was, you know? Because yeah. you get to face off against, like, classic characters, like, uh, towards the end of the game, when you face off against a brainwashed Max, that was a cool callback from Streets of Rage 2. You know, playing as Max and doing that, the grappler, yeah. wrestler type of style. But he was, he was fucking annoying to fight as a boss, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, I really loved, I really loved Streets of Rage Four. I really loved how the levels played out. I really loved like the aspects of the different types of like enemy designs. A lot of the different like mix-ups for enemies in general. Now the final couple of the final stage in of itself, yeah, it was a little bit tougher, obviously. And there were times I had to restart and use the whole max like three lives thing, even though we would be divided by ten in terms of score. That game is really fun to play through, Tyler. I mean, absolutely, that game's fun to play through. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like I said, with like what I'm actual think of Battletoads as well. It's like both of these beat 'em ups released this year. I feel are good quality beat 'em ups. They're really good games in mm. that retrospect. In terms of uh, the end, the end boss and stuff. The uh, I kind of liked it how they go through a couple of different uh, setups. It's like a three-stage sort of boss battle to where you're facing off against Miss Y and then all of a sudden you have to face off against both Mr. Y and Miss Y and stuff like that. The brother and sister duo and stuff. And all of a sudden, yeah. if you... And I and I did this. You can actually... It doesn't matter which one you get down to like close to uh, like half health or whatsoever. One of the two will go into that gigantic mech robot and stuff and all of a sudden you have to take out one and do the other. I did it to where I whittled down... Mr. Wise HP solo that he would be the one to jump into the robot because he didn't want to deal with any of the fucking projectiles while going against the the uh, like Miss Y and stuff like that. But uh, I really liked Streets of Rage Four. It definitely has some great replayability, and I got to admit, from what I've initially spent for a month of the Xbox Live Game Pass, I have enjoyed my experience. I definitely feel like I've got my money's worth. I've played through Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Battletoads, and Streets of Rage 4, and I've enjoyed every one of them. Hmm. But speaking of Battletoads, let's talk a bit about it. Yeah. Tyler, you want to start it off? Uh, yeah, I also I, I beat it, um, I want to say it was Tuesday, I, wanna, I beat it, um, but 
I, at that point when I, started, I was talking about, I was only like 30, 40 minutes in, and it uh-huh. took me a little under three hours to beat. Um, so I, I really, I love, love, love the, the first half of that game. I thought the second half was kind of weaker. Um, I didn't really care much for like the weird t- 2D side-scrolling platformer parts of the puzzles. Uh, the the uh, I loved how look I, I do like how they took chances and they tried to be weird about it. It's like you know you're on the you're on the uh, the bike and then you're on the uh, there's like you know like the, 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 the platformer stuff. But then I really like the Geometry Wars style uh, <laughs> uh, parts of that game. Like that was really fun and like just overall the comedy in this game alone is great. I I mean it's a legitimately funny. Uh, video game like you don't get a lot of those like I, I like you know like jazz punk is one that sticks out to me there's funny moments that happen in games but like throughout like there was yeah. multiple points where I laughed out loud like it wasn't like in tears laughing but multiple parts of the game just got me like I really like these characters that they, they made the graphics are beautiful I love that like the hand-drawn graphics very much like a Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel um, yeah but I mean I all in all, I mean there's I mean this isn't like I don't want to sit there make like blows up to be like some like 10 out of 10 game, game of the year, 10 or stuff like that. But if, like, if if you have an Xbox or PC and you have Game Pass, like, the, and you like you like those style, like you like those those 2D side scroller beat 'em up games, like this is this game is brilliant. It's a really really good one of those. Like I I don't, I mean if you put a gun on my head and tell me to pick between Street Fighter Four and Battletoads, I, I mean technically, I think Street Fighter Four is a, is a better game. But I had more fun with mm. Battletoads, if that makes sense. Or right, I understand I, what you're I, talking. I, I expected sorry to cut you off, but I expected nothing from this game. I was like, I had Game Pass. It's a new it's a new Xbox game on Game Pass. Might as well check it out. And legitimately had a blast. And it's like I I, I was kinda upset really when it was over. Like I really enjoyed the cutscenes. The cutscenes were more fun to me than the game. The game itself is fun as well. What'd you think, Gables? To be perfectly honest with you to be perfectly honest with you, I was surprised. I went in with no expectations. I didn't see any type of reviews or anything else to try to like submit myself. I wanted to play Battletoads, and when I initially bought the month pass and stuff for Ultimate Game Pass, I wanted to play Battletoads in particular. So through that night, I downloaded all the, the games that I wanted to play on that. And uh, like you, I also beat the game in under three hours. I beat it in two hours, 37 minutes. But you gotta uh, be by three minutes. I was, at, I was at forty minutes. Sorry, two hours forty minutes. So. Holy shit! I beat you by three minutes. <laughs> yeah. The Some longest days. portions of that game were definitely in the platforming, the definitely the later platforming levels, near like uh, Act Three, mm-hmm. or towards the end of Act Three. But uh, the comedy of itself really reminded me of like a like '90s Nicktoons like 90s mm-hmm. Nickelodeon like type of like uh, Saturday morning cartoon feel like kind of similar in scopes to that there's a lot of that various humor and a lot of fun stuff that I remember that story I didn't particularly care about the villains inside of the game in and of itself I thought they were more annoying than they actually were like, like oh, yeah, the, uh, the, engaging the, yeah no I yeah they were, they were probably the the weak part but like this the, the banter with the dark queen I thought was great Oh yeah, that's just what was the, really way, the, the whole way that it wraps up with her character when she tries to be evil. Like, spoilers for this game, but she's like, "I'm I'm evil now. I did this all like tricky guys." And it's like they like make turn around on her. It's like everybody loves her, and that whole thing. She's like, "God damn!" They it. make her the hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I love all that. She just plays like, the, along with it. <laughs> yeah, what is it? I mean, I so I didn't like the the 
the platforming, the puzzle platforming stuff. But I like that whole little side part of the story. Where is it? Is it Pimple the the muscular, the big one? Um, yes, goes Pimple out. the muscular, the big one has to go like he takes a extended break or something from the like uh, zits and rash and stuff in the Dark yeah. Queen and goes off on his own and stuff after having like a little spat. And then yeah, all of a he, sudden, it's like he has to. He goes to this freaking retreat or something like that, and it looks like yeah. they're like hippies and all of this shit, and they turn out to be these fucking crazy cultists. Yeah, they're like it's a death cult, <laughs> but like he gets like he, like he gets like pissed off, and it's just like him like just murdering no, people. <laughs> it's just... What's hilarious? What the fucking hilarious part about it is like uh, he thinks he finally the realization is like, oh man, I'm accepted inside this thing. Yeah, I'm going with it. All yeah. of a sudden, she introduces him to like this. Their whole thing that they worship and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. It's like, wait, are you kidding? It's like, are you yeah. kidding? It's like, all of a sudden they just go through and disown them. It's like, oh, yeah, you blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And that in and of itself just triggers him so badly that he goes through, gets so angry that he fucking snaps and just starts killing things left and yeah. right. And then all of a sudden you have to go through and uh, with the control stick, you have to go through and like kick the shit out of all these freaking like hippies yeah. and stuff based upon like, like almost a like Game and Watch style like a mini game. Yeah. So you press the left analog stick to beat things to the left or right or in the directional things it's like one of the things I praise this game for they try a lot of different types of game genres inside there yeah. it pays homage to the original Battletoads because Battletoads was not just a platformer it was also like part racing game it was also part like this and that and so inside this game it's like you have a situation with, like with Pimple where he's beating all beating like killing the shit out of these fucking cultists and all of a sudden after he's done all the guys come back, you know, like like Rash and Zitz and like Dark Queen go through and they see they answer his rescue beacon, right? And all of a sudden they just look on it's like, Wow, well, I think we have to rescue him from them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to yeah. rescue them from them. Yeah, like, it was just it was so stupid and funny. Like I it's like normally like in cutscenes sometimes, like in games I'll play I'll just pull my phone up and I'm just like, I don't care. Like very few games get my attention like that. Like, you know, like The Last of Us obviously has my attention. Um this was one of those where I was like, I don't want to miss anything they talk about. Like, this is just the way, like, the voice acting is cheesy and overdone. But they just do a, so good of a job of doing it. Where it's just like, it's not like, you, you see a lot of movies or TV shows or whatever. Where it's like, they try to, like, overact it and be, like, obviously bad. And it's like, no, we get what you're doing. But you're doing a bad job of being bad. And it's like, these guys, like, whoever, whoever these voice actors were and whoever was directing all this, fucking, they just killed it. Like, it was so good. Um, Dude. I'll say this, man. Having played the original Battletoads and, like, played through to the extent... I never beat the game, but I understand what it was. It was absurd. They have yeah. these anapomorphic, like, edgy toads and stuff like that going through doing this. And all of a sudden playing this... This is a breath of fresh air, in my honest opinion. Because at some points and stuff, there are... I understand a bit of the criticisms about Battletoads 2020 from people, you know, it's like they didn't like the art style, didn't like this, didn't like that, you know, they don't like how the Dark Queen is representative where she was a little bit more edgier, a little bit more sexier and this and that and stuff, but uh, in regards to certain moments inside this game, I feel like I enjoyed this more than the original Battletoads because it's like, yeah. even the stuff that's like stupid and absurd, like the Toad Shambo stuff. Yeah. Oh the my God. Shambo I love stuff. the Toad Shambo. You have, you have a fucking toaster, you have something else, and all of a sudden you have a fucking puppet. Yeah. And you have to do this rock, paper, scissors thing. The most hilarious part to that whole thing to me is that the Dark Queen joins in, and every yeah. time they decide, it's like, Dark Queen loses. Yeah. Like, three <laughs> so times good. in a row, she's getting more and more pissed by the, t- by the moment. 
The, the, this game is just a is pure joy. It really is. I I had a I I love this. This game was really good. Like this is like I said. This is not like a nine out of ten. This isn't maybe even an eight out of ten. It's 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 a solid like seven game. But it's like if you have Game Pass, man. Like I mean, the biggest knock against this game is the fact there's no online co-op. When like Street Series Four has fucking online co-op, like why doesn't this have it? Like I hope maybe they patch it well, in later. Exactly. Because this I game hope would so. this game would be a blast to play online. Like if if you and me can like. Sit down and play through this game again. I would gladly play through this game again. Like, this, dude, this, I'd do the same thing as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so much fun. It's so dumb. It's fun. Like they, for a game I thought was like everybody was saying like before like that played previews. This was like saying like this game was not good. It's not fun. And turn like just the joy I got from it. Like maybe the most fun I've had in a game this year. You know, like, you I, there's there's way better games out there I played this year. Don't get me wrong. Multiple way right, better I understand. But this was just pure joy, pure fun. But go ahead, Gables. Like, it's like what I was saying, though. It's like, not just the story stuff, but the combat of itself. I thought the combat was alright for what it was. You yeah. Know? A bit simplistic. Yeah. A lot of the enemy types were varied. The enemy types were varied. You could tell distinctly what types of fighters the Toads were. Like, you had... Rash and stuff that was more balanced. You had Zits that was more speedy and this and that. Mm. Then you had Pimple that was more of like the heavy brute and stuff that would just get yeah. the shit out of everything and this and that. I loved the animated effects and stuff where you go through and you do your jump attacks or you have to go through. You even go through little tech moves and stuff where you spit on the opponent and stuff and just go just kick the shit out of them because it slows them down and all this other stuff. I love that aspect, the con, the combat and stuff. And I... Here's something that I did not know I would enjoy more than what it was, but hacking terminals. I don't know yeah. why. You know, hacking the terminals, you know, in other games, I'm like, oh, you know what, this is not so fun. You know, this is kind of boring. And at first I kind of, like, okay, I understand where this goes and stuff. Until finally you get towards, like, the end of the game where all of a sudden you have to, like, get this spaceship, like, all these multiple, like, different, like, controls and stuff. At first, I couldn't tell where the fuck I'm starting with this stuff because... All of a sudden, you, know, you would just have to go through and randomly touch a bunch of buttons to realize, oh, okay, this is where I have to go through and do this. So, level up the L and the R trigger like this, and all of a sudden, they're running around the hamster wheel there, and they just do this. You know, it's like, it was fun for what it was and stuff, but mm-hmm. there's actually an achievement inside the game where, basically, you have to do all the stuff without uh, having the ship melt down once. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. How the nah. fuck would I be able to do that? I'm that like, I, so I don't want to be masochistic with that, man. That sounds a little, that's, that's hard and shit. Yeah, that was hard. But honestly, the overall combat, the story that was surprising, which really reminded me of, like, good Saturday morning cartoons, you know? Funny, like, memorable. This makes me want to go through and play the game again because it's highly replayable. That's the number one thing in a beat-em-up that you must have. It has to be fun. It has to be enjoyed in bite sizes, which I feel like the game did a perfect job in terms of, okay, this is a good cutoff point for me to rest and then all of a sudden come back to it later. I felt Streets of Rage did the same type of things, too, in terms of, okay, I played to this certain extent. You know, a couple of these levels went faster. This went slower. This is a good This is a good break-off point for me to return later. You know, stuff like that, but at the same point, replayability for Battletoads I feel like is top notch now I agree with you Tyler it's not a 10 out of 10 game but I will say this is definitely one of my favorite games of the year so far oh I agree (laughs) this is this is definitely like as of right now it's going to be it's in my top 10 for sure maybe even Mm -hmm. close to that top 5 range 
But I yeah. feel like that's the same thing that's going to be happening with me too. That and Streets of Rage Four, you know, it's like yeah. both quality beat 'em ups. I'm very surprised how much I enjoyed both of them. Yeah, I've heard it's like, mixed things about Streets of Rage Four, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, it's like in a, in a stage where we, we get a lot of beat 'em ups. You know, like oh, they try to do like the old school. They get that nostalgia kick of you know, oh, I miss these beat em ups from when I was growing up, and it's like they, there's so many of them that come out, and it's like you don't, you just don't yep. even think about them. And it's funny of all things, the the ones that the two that we came out this year that we love are just reboots essentially of those beat em ups that we loved when we were growing up as kids, you know, like Streets of yes. Rage, and then people have Battletoads and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's been a great year for those. Like I, I didn't really, it's a it's a it's a niche in my gaming repertoire that I didn't realize I was missing. Uh, well, you know, it's like I, I played. I, I don't even usually play them at this point anymore because I usually I just there's so many they don't really stand out. These two I definitely mm-hmm. stand out, especially Battletoads. But oh man, what's well, fucking that game is so fun. And I, if you have an Xbox, man, just get our a PC. It's on both of them. Just you need to play this game. Get get a month of Game Pass or I think it's only twenty bucks. Buy it, download it. It's it's a solid three three or so hours of just pure fun. And I, I can't mm. say anything. Uh, I, I think that's like the highest thing to say about it. It's just it's pure fun. But yeah. Anything else Gibbles, uh, that you had to talk about? No, I'm actually more I'm more interested in seeing what else you've played this week. Okay. So I, I said I beat uh, Battletoads. That's um, the only other game I really played. Besides, um, so it's been an Xbox week for me. Um, uh, tell Me Why. Episode 1 came out. Or Chapter 1 came out mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, this is the uh, Don't Nod guys, people that made Life is Strange 1 and 2. Uh, this is their new game. Um, so the, the, the cool thing they're doing here is it's all on Game Pass. Um, and they're all, there's it's three episodes or three chapters, I guess they're calling them. And each chapter comes out. There's one chapter every week for two weeks. So chapter two will come out Thursday. Chapter three will come out next Thursday. So uh, we're, not, we're not seeing that stuff that we normally see from like a Telltale or from even Don't Nod where like, my big complaint about last year about Life is Strange 2 was like it took like 15 months for the whole series, the whole season to, to come out. And you know, Walking Dead had the same issue where it, the the company went under while they're making it, so that, you know they had that excuse. But um, I I've, I've played a little. I've only, I haven't finished it. Out. Like I'm very close to the end. I was trying to finish it before we started recording, but I didn't get a chance. But I'm right at the end of that that uh, chap the chapter one. But um, the main thing with this one obviously is that uh. You know, with 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 their don't nod games, they're you know it's very much like a telltale story story based. A lot of you know you choose choose what you say to move the narrative along. Uh, and this one, and they always involve powers. So in this one, you play as uh, twins, uh, Allison and Ollie. But you know, some so there's a mystery behind something that happened with them as a kid uh, when they were kids. I don't know how they were probably like maybe ten, eleven, or early teenagers years, and um, they uh, Ollie killed their mom, and you, that's all I know about. That's all we know about the circumstances of what happened. And uh, flash forward, it's ten years later. Uh, Ollie is now uh, he is uh, transgender now. His name is Tyler, no relation. Um, and uh, so I don't you don't know the story, but he they always talk about graduated. But I always play games with subtitles on. Uh, I watch TV with subtitles on. It drives Courtney nuts, but that's just the way I am. But they always say graduated. They always put in parentheses. So I don't know what they mean by graduated. But like they kind of when when uh, I don't know what's going on with the father situation, but uh, after she after uh, Tyler killed their mom, 
uh, they got split up and she got adopted by the sheriff in this town, like in Alaska, uh, somewhere. And, uh, and they haven't really talked much in the last few years or they don't, they haven't seen each other in a few years and they, they've talked very little, but very little. Uh, and she goes, uh, Allison goes pick up her, uh, twin brother, uh, Tyler from this, uh, center. I'm not really sure what it is yet. I'm, I, I might, maybe I missed it or they'll explain more later, but they're, they, he was, you know, obviously transitioning, but also was dealing with some other things as well. Um, and they go back to the house that uh, they grew up in, and the house that uh, all this stuff happened. And the main thing with the, the with the powers come involved. This was like they have like this twin thing where like they you know they talk about like you know twins have this weird sixth sense with each other. And this one, the twins can communicate like telepathically, and they can talk to each other in their heads when they're close to each other. And so you have that where like they'll get separated a little bit. But they can still like tell like or like they're talking to somebody, but they're communicating in their heads as well while talking to this other person. Um, and also like as they go through, they're going through the house and things are going through the town. Like they can uh, they see memories that uh, of, of things that happened with their mom. Like they're trying to figure out like so like the issue is like um, you know like the mom had an issue with the fact that uh, Tyler was realizing early on that he wanted to be a, a boy. And, uh, you know, he wanted to have a sex change and they think part of that, you know, is that she was struggling with that. And that might be the reason why she tried to kill him and then he ended up killing her. Um, and then like some things happen and like they find some evidence of, like, well, maybe like there was more to it than we thought. And then like there are issues you like all these like memories that they completely forgot, like are coming back to them and you can watch them happen in front of you as it happened. And they're both seeing them and going through town and talking to people now, like, investigate like what happened like then like the like just out of in the last few months of her life the mom uh marianne like she changed and she kind of went a little crazy and it's like what happened in those few months uh of like why did she uh uh what why, what happened what caused her to go down this route and then also like they have like i got to a point where it's like they're both like seeing these memories but they're also like um uh, Allison and Tyler have like they remember these me- they remember these memories but they remember like slightly different things about them and it's like okay well it's like I think it happened this way and it's okay then you watch like Allison's way like how she remembers it and then you see how t- you see Tyler's version of it and you see how like that like they're slightly different and you can pick which one you want like which way you want to go with them I don't so yeah you don't know which one's right or wrong per se but it's like you want to you try to figure out what happened or like which one is the real one and you don't know for sure um but I, know, I talked about it like like towards the end of last year because I played like uh, Walking Dead the final season and Life is Strange 2 like back to back and it's like I kind of hit a burnout factor in these style games and I still kind of feel that a little bit when I'm just like it like I I didn't like I'm like, okay I love Don't Nod I want to play I want to play this next game from them um, and this one definitely like it looks the best it runs the best of all of them um, I, I I love where Life they they do a great job building characters. And the worlds are in, but I, I thought Life Strange Two kind of fizzled out on me. I think it was more of a fatigue factor of these style of games. Um, and you know, jumping to it, it made it was like I didn't I'm like it took me a little bit to like talk myself into playing this game. But once I jumped into it, like I was definitely like, all right, I'm in, and I, I'm really enjoying these characters. I'm enjoying this the story. I'm enjoying this narrative, like this mystery. So like so far, uh, uh, chapter one has is like it stuck me in really well. And the fact that we don't have to wait two three months for the next episode we're gonna get the next one on and we we have a set schedule and it's like we had a set schedule 
going into Life is Strange uh, 2, where it's like, here's all their dates for, ep- for all episode 1 through 5. And it was at that point, it was like 9 months still. And then delays happened, and it ended up being like 15 months. So it's like, now we have dates, and they're, you know, we're getting all three episodes in two weeks. Perfect. So it's like, I don't have to wait. And it's just like, it, it, it kind of makes you like want to play them as soon as they come out as well, where it's like, all right, cool. I was like, well, the new episode comes out soon. It's like, ah, I'll just wait and stack them and play them all at once. Um, so I'm enjoying it so far. I'm 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 having fun enjoying these characters, go, jumping into like the the optional dialogue. Uh, so it's been it's been a good time. I, I I'm hoping that you know I'm gonna finish it. I'm I'm like I said, I'm, I'm really close to finishing it. Uh, but I'm all looking right. actually forward to uh, chapter two on Thursday. But that's uh that's all I've been playing this week, other than more Madden. Okay. So in a frustrating way. But yeah, um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify account. We're in all those places. Um, also on a bunch of – we have like uh, Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts at, we're on them. Uh, like Ghana is one we're on in India apparently. We had like a big surge in uh, downloads in, in, the, in the country of India this month because oh, I wow. added us on there. So that's been crazy. Also, I want to thank you guys. The last two months have been our best months ever for downloads. So really appreciate it. a huge nice. spike. So I think a lot of that, the fact that we went, we were added on new accounts. But if you guys uh, like what you hear, please subscribe to us elsewhere as well. Follow us, like us, thumbs up us, whatever you can do to help us. Um, you know, tw- like on Twitter, like I said, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify. Leave comments, five stars, thumbs ups. Whatever you can do to uh, shares, please as well. Shares help the most. Whatever you guys can do to help us uh, get out there more. Uh, we really would appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. I was I was on. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, you definitely have yourself a fun week. But most importantly, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Thank you, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number